Apologies. Too long for Radio 4 short story slot, for which two of my stories had already been accepted, and too long for most of the magazines and other outlets for shorties, short stories, that I knew of at the time. I decided that instead of trying to edit what I already had, I should just call it Part 1 and keep going. I'd already written one novel, entitled Summer Rites a black comedy set in a hotel in the Scottish Highlands. The plot revolved around a one-legged schizophrenic librarian, a young boy with special powers, and the abduction of a famous American novelist by the provisional wing of the Scottish National Party. Curiously, no one had seemed to agree with my judgment that Summer Wrights was a fully realised contender for the title of Great Scottish Novel. Undaunted, I set about turning my short story, The Falling Time, into a new novel called The Flood. I was reading a lot of Scottish literature at the time as part of my PhD study into the novels of Muriel Spark. Looking at The Flood now, I can see influences peering back at me. Neil Gunn, Ian Crichton-Smith, and especially Robin Jenkins, author of the marvellous The Cone Gatherers. Although The Flood was written in the mid-1980s at a time when a fresh urban Scottish fiction was arriving, thanks to writers such as James Kelman, I decided that my own story would be local and rural, based in and around a fictitious coal-mining community. The problem was, I named my village Carsden, which is why a lot of people back in my hometown of Cardenden thought I was writing about them. It hardly helped that the main character was called Sandy, the name of one of my school friends, or that when I took the finished novel home to show my father, he perused the opening sentence and told me that a woman called Mary Miller lived just over the back fence from him. It turned out I hadn't disguised the place of my birth well enough. Up to this point, I'd been writing a lot of short stories. Very few of them ever picked up for publication. However, I'd had some success with a story called Walking Naked, which had been based on an actual event from my family's history. In similar fashion, the original idea behind The Flood had been to describe a single scene, the moment when an auntie of mine, my father's sister, a mere girl at the time, had fallen into a stream composed of hot waste water from the washing plant of the local coal mine. She sported long hair, of which she was inordinately proud. A young man saved her by hauling her out of the stream by that same coil of hair. It was a tale my father had told me, probably embellishing it for effect. I would embellish it further. My first attempts at writing, back in my teenage years, had concerned my hometown. I'd written a long, rambling poem, a homage of sorts to T.S. Eliot, about the derelict Rex cinema some short stories based on incidents real and imaginary, and even a novella written in stolen school jotters, in which the plot of William Golding's Lord of the Flies was played out not on a desert island, but in my high school. I was trying to mythologise the place, to give it a sense of importance at odds with the reality. With the coal mines redundant, I'd watch some of the life and the livelihood seep out of the place. As a student, I would spend weekdays in Edinburgh and most weekends back home in Cardenden, taking my dad for a drink at the Bowhill Hotel, meeting friends from my school days at the Old Hoose, another pub, 
I was trying to fit in, while becoming increasingly aware that I was moving further away from my roots all the time. In Edinburgh, I would be reading Paradise Lost and Ulysses. Back home, I'd be playing games of pool and discussing the previous week's John Peel playlists. Maybe the flood was part of the leaving process. As well as reading a lot of Scottish literature, I'd also been reading about folklore and witchcraft, and catching up on literary effects such as symbolism. In fact, there was more in the final draft of the book than even I was aware of, as I discovered when, for a short time, the flood became a set text for the university's Scottish literature department. I was invited to sit in on a tutorial, with my identity being kept secret for the first half of the session. As far as the students were concerned, I was just a newcomer, albeit one a few years older than them. One student...